Thank you for tuning in to the Woke Up podcast. You're listening to episode four of the Black Disruptor series, where we sit down with the CEO of Hive and discuss his journey to building great products that people want to buy. Hi, everybody. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Um, and you are welcome to the Woke Podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome. It's been an amazing morning. Um, we've had fun interviewing different people, so obviously you might have heard of from Daniel Chinas, we interviewed an amazing yeah, the millionaire entrepreneur we like to call her. Um, you know, you the low-key millionaire um, and we're going to be Yvonne as well. But today we've got a, a nice mix. You know, we've got our, our male, our first male in the series. Um, and we've got yeah. Amon. <laughs> Amon is the founder and um, the CEO of Hive. So Amon, I don't want to, I don't want to do, you know, unjustice. I would like yeah. to introduce yourself um, and just tell us a little bit about you. Okay. So as Oyen just said, um, the founder and CEO, of Hive, uh, we're a software platform that helps brands turn their happy customers into empowered advocates who actually go, go out and spread positive word of mouth. You know, what we do essentially is help brands collaborate with their customers in a meaningful way so that they can go on and build this kind of deep emotional relationships that will actually help them deliver on their business objectives. So if you think about it, it's actually tapping into your um, em- those kind of active advocates to help you drive revenue, to help you create demand for your products, you know, like especially now in this time of uh, social media where they've changed their algorithm. So it's, so if you want to reach out to your real customers, you know, you want to, you want to use your advocates to get to them, but also it's actually helping you to develop your products with your customers, right? And we're all about real customers, telling real stories awesome so amazing i think everyone needs a hive in their company basically because i think one of the one of the challenges for us i know is customers how do we best engage with customers how we actually make customers our advocates you know once you get get that sweet spot you know you're unstoppable as a brand so i think you guys are you know doing very very important things um in you know in in this tech space so you know one thing that that Amon didn't also say is that he's actually also a techie you know um you know he codes and he's a I, I call him guru like I think he's amazing I remember I was saying to him a bit earlier on that we used to hold like pro, um, product sessions um you know Amon actually facilitated the product sessions and I remember he used to come to those product sessions like oh my gosh this is like my this is like the challenge I'm having can anyone help and you know, it was good that we had a community and, you know, with Amon also kind of leading that to kind of support each other on like some of our real um, our product issues. Um, So yeah, thank you so much, Amon, for coming on board to this podcast. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So first, we've got a bit of an icebreaker. Let us know um, one thing that you love about yourself or one thing that is very distinct that is almost like your superpower. Okay. Um, I think Oyin mentioned that I'm a techie. I'm actually uh, a person who's passionate about solving people's problems. Um, I actually didn't want to go into computer science. My parents pushed me to it, but I was was pretty much a creative at heart. Um, I'm a person who loves to, uh, I'm a quite creative person, right? And um, I think what, 
did you say like passionate about or yeah so like what's distinct about you or what's one thing about, that about me yeah so i think i'm a very curious person i love uh, uh learning new things so i'm very lucky that i i was really good at computer science i was really good at developing software i led really like good software teams but my passion lies in understanding people mm. and by understanding people you can build products so there's that sense of deep empathy that i have i guess coming from a creative perspective but also um looking at psychology so like i really love that aspect of things um but i'm also a type of person who's obsessed about learning new things so like whenever you um uh when you think about um like let's say psychology so i love understanding how people go about making their decisions right yeah. so um yeah so if you think about it i guess empathy my deep sense of empathy my um obsession in learning new things and uh element of curiosity in terms of you know when i met oyen i was constantly just asked oh wow like what what are you doing like what is this you doing is oh interesting yeah so i guess that's um what i love about myself amazing amazing thank you so much for that um as you were speaking i think one of the people that you remind me a lot of is is it near ayal is that his name the the writer of hooked you know that book talks about like the behavior of humans to products um and that's and i read the book and i was just so yes love it i was love just I, i was stuck on that book and i was like oh my gosh this book is so amazing yeah. it helps you actually understand how to build a product for humans and yeah. you know, human behavior and yeah. how do you make sure that um human beings are hooked to our product but in an ethical way yeah. you know, that doesn't actually take them away from being human if that makes sense so Absolutely. um yeah it's so amazing and i remember you know in product sessions how we did a lot of empathy mapping and actually looking at the journey yeah. of the customer from the time when they wake up in the morning if we can actually get into the customer's brain sorry if you're yeah. a customer you're listening this is yeah. what business people do we look at it <laughs> we try to explore your brain what are they thinking from the point where they get up from their bed all yeah. the way to when they come back home after yeah. work you know and how do we how do you build our products to make sure that they are engaging in every stage so yeah really 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 cool yeah so i i think one thing i was going to say it's 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 all about connecting with humans uh connecting with people at a human level mm. you know it's it's when you have that kind of deep sense of empathy remember when we were doing the mapping out it's not thinking about how people use your products it's about how your product fits into people's lives lives so yeah if you think about like so i'm in the world of marketing same as you know same as your as your business partner right and um for me marketing is all about helping others it's about helping others solve their problems it's about serving them uh, and it's about changing their lives for the better it's about going about changing culture if you think about what nike did with uh, copernic you know mm. copernic isn't it yeah yeah and, um so so when you look at all the aspect it's not it's not about your product or your services uh trying to take over the customers about how can you help them become better versions of themselves mm. and yeah awesome okay next thing i was we're going to ask what did your life look like 3 to 5 years ago oh um yes yeah, so 
I'd say five years ago, I used to work in a company that developed customer experience solutions. Mm. And we helped put voice over, uh, voice over customer programs for some of the biggest, you know, like the Barclays, HSBC, DPD. Um, we used to communicate with pretty much quarter of the, of the UK population every day, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, you can imagine the scale of, of um, you know, like engagement that we were having through our systems. Um, and we developed um, AI solutions, I guess, natural language processing solutions that helped understand consumer insight and help drive that kind of change that businesses needed to make to basically exceed the customer's expectations. So, um, so I used to work in a, in a fairly, say, big software development team. So I was a lead um, and uh, I was collaborating with different teams and um, I was very lucky that I was there from the start. So I had good relationships with everyone. So five years ago, uh, that's where I was. Three years ago, I quit my job. Um, and uh, I took a very brave move um, to like basically uh, leave a salary and with no support whatsoever. I didn't actually have much, I didn't have a lot of savings, but it was diving in the deep, deep end really. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's taking the risk to the top, you know? Um, so like, what was your aha moment? What was the catalyst moment? that made you realize, actually, no, it's time to change. It's yeah. time for me to start my own business. What was that? Yeah. Um, so one thing about me, actually, I'm originally from Kenya. Okay. So I've been in this country for about 14 years. So it's a long time, uh, mm-hmm. 15 now, actually. And um, one thing I promised myself was that as soon as I was in a place where I could, um, uh, basically, I was a British citizen, mm-hmm. I would... I would um, go about starting my own company and, and um, going about find a problem that I'm passionate about mm-hmm. and go about finding solutions to them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so if, you, if you ask me where that came from, that aha moment, you know, so our company, we used to ask our customers or brands used to ask customers, how likely are you to recommend my business to your family and friends? And most of these brands, actually most of them, all they did was say thank you. But these are people who've actually said, I'm highly likely to recommend my business to your family and friends. And what we're doing at Hive really is I, uh, recruiting those people actually say, go on then, go on, uh, re- uh, essentially go out there and influence your friends uh, to become our customers. And cool. what we've done is we were very lucky to work with National Express um, at the start of our, of our journey and helped actually shape how we we actually scale, if you think the size of National Express is, mm-hmm. how can you scale such a solution uh, to a big brand? And that's what we're, we're working with Warwick Business School. And, and it's such an exciting field. There's actually very few players in the market. Wow, amazing. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like we need to work with you guys <laughs> to, become, to turn our, our customers into advocates because we definitely need that. So what were the things that you did that, have dramatically changed your life outcomes because you know you talked about three years ago you made a big break and decided to become an entrepreneur so like what were the habits practices or beliefs that you had to do or still continually do that have made a dramatic change in your life 
Um, I think one, one thing is time management, definitely. Um, I do this thing called uh, no white spaces on my calendar, where mm -hmm. every Sunday before I go to bed, I'm, I basically map out exactly what I'm doing on a Thursday, three o'clock, right? And, and, and that, what that does, it enables me to have that level of discipline into like, just no one can take my time. So I guess coming into the world of business, I just re realized how easy it is to get swayed by what people are doing. So when you have an absolute vision and mission on where you're going, it's much more, it's much more clearer for people not to take your, essentially misuse your time, right? Yeah, um, another thing was probably um, emotional management. Um, I guess that can link to mental health. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I've learned um, to trust myself. I think over the last three years, I've developed a sense of resilience and trust in myself. So um, I think for the last two years, two and a half years, I've managed to pay myself a comfortable salary, you know, um, and, you know, well, you guys are entrepreneurs, you know how I've bootstrapped myself, no investment, I have a product, I have customers, and a lot of people say, oh, where did you get the investment from? I'm like, no <laughs> investment, you know, it's just trusting myself and building that sense of resilience um, in terms of knowing that whatever comes, you you tackle it head on. Yeah. Do you think that you have, um, do you follow like a gut feeling? Is it conscience? Is, what, what helped you to trust yourself? Um, what helped me to trust myself is, I think it's the confidence. One thing I think confidence is everything. Yeah. When you, the thing is we know our stuff. We know what you know what you're doing. So when you have the confidence that you can go into a room and pitch what you're, what you're passionate about, it's much more easier in terms of, you know, to have that resilience that you can take, you can, you can take on anything, right? I have this thing where I used, to, I used to say, every time I get to the end of a road, a magic bridge appears. And, and so good. Yeah. luckily that's been happening for the last <laughs> three years. So um yeah so good that's so good you know what you just said when we come to the end of the road of magic um, bridge repairs i think that happens sometimes i think for us we found that sometimes it's happened coincidentally yeah. on purpose if that makes sense yeah we've been walking on purpose but it's happened coincidentally on purpose we're yeah. not necessarily passive about our responses to things yeah. but actually what we've been doing is making sure that we are on course and connecting with people and things like that. So yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, do you see yourself as successful? If yes, why? If no, why not? Um, I guess it's what you'd consider success. Um, I guess going back to what you just said like about confidence, mm -hmm. um, to get to a place where I feel that I can I can just go on and tackle anything. I feel that there's an element of success there into where I am in life. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to health goals, I tend to look at success as well. Like I run a lot. When you talk about emotional management and mental health management, I'm at a place where I'm happy to work 14 hour days, which are really unhealthy habits, but mm -hmm. still manage to be a very cheerful and positive and happy person. Um, a lot of people say, oh, wow, anyway, just, 
I've never seen you angry at any one point, you know? So um, I'd say that, say that um, success for me um, is when I actually help my customers. So I've, the last few years, I've worked on quite big projects in the education sector and tackling those projects uh, and seeing, actually helping people come up with some solutions that are really novel that when we go actually when they go to pitch to the dp uh, department for education they're like oh this product is almost three years uh, three years in the future mm -hmm. so i see that as success as well so in terms of being able to help my clients um you know deliver on their on their objectives yeah yeah but also actually one one more i can add actually um i love helping people as you know uh, yeah. when, it, when it comes to just product, um, that element of um, uh, uh, being able to see somebody succeed really gives me so much joy. You know, um, one one person was was writing a, a a proposal and didn't really understand what AI was. And for me, that person to reach out to me and say, "Look, can I get two hours of your time to help me draft this proposal?" Um, and getting, seeing them get the funding for it really gives me like, um, I, I see that as success. You know, one of the things that actually as entrepreneurs, for those who are listening, it's so important that you have a heart of service um, yeah, yeah. and not just a heart of getting. Sometimes we think, oh yeah, I'm coming to, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. I'm going to get all the money in the world. I'm going to become a millionaire. I've been a, you know, those things are important, but actually yeah. The prerequisite to that is actually, you know, being able to serve other people. Yeah. Um, people, you know, people in business get put off by you asking them for money or asking them, you know, for things. They actually want to see how can you help me rather than how can I get money from you? So it's so yeah. important that I want to encourage you that out there, if you have been serving and that's something for us, we've been serving for years. I've been serving for years. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it will pay off because yeah. people connect with servitude yeah um, yeah thank but you it's mm -hmm. and it's about value it's mm. about creating value to people yeah. and when you create value people would pay for it mm. you know and I've, I've been lucky that i'm in a space where i'm loving what i'm doing from a passion perspective mm -hmm. and um i'm in this kind of mission of helping people with their marketing or helping them connect with their customers. You know, mm -hmm. I'm creating value for people. And, and with that comes um, a way of people compensating you for mm -hmm. your, for, you know, your service. <laughs> your service. Yeah. yeah. It's about serving people always. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what's your advice? Cause majority of our audience are actually women. So yeah. what would be your advice? for the woman who is kind of confused about what path they should go on and is looking at their what next? Um, like, what would be your advice to them? Um, yeah, I thought about this, actually. Um, I think there's, there's this book I love. It's called Grit. And actually, my former boss, um, uh, when I quit my job, he took me out for coffee and told me, Amy, you need to read this book called Grit by a lady called Angela Duckworth. And it's about passion and perseverance, right? And I think it's about finding your passion. It's about finding your why. Um, there's this concept in Japanese culture called Ikigai, right? Yeah. 
And it's about moving from your passion to something, a mission to what the world needs, right? It's about moving from your profession to your vocation, right? Mm. And when you look at, when you look at that, uh, when you um, in this element of uh, trying to find what you're good at, and it's having an open mind and having this kind of growth mindset where you can try and see where you'll see, see what you like, um, and then it's like, oh, let me pursue that. And it's almost like constantly recalibrating and seeing where your true north is. So, um, so I have, I've just onboarded um, uh, uh, four new people actually into the business. And my culture is actually five things. It's about yeah. curiosity, you know. It's, so number one is curiosity. You need to be super curious about everything that's happening, right? Oyen, like one thing I know about you, you, you are you ask questions. And even though you're not like uh, a developer or techie, the curiosity that you have, I, it was quite exciting to, to see, right? Yeah. But also, but also it's looking at perspective. Number two is perspective. You know, being able to look at new things and see other people's perspective and building this deep sense of empathy and to understand actually how can I be of service, right? Mm -hmm. um, the third thing is, being diversity and and diversity from a thought perspective in terms of yeah. thinking is it's about finding people who think differently for me so yes, like, yeah. so for me like i'll give an example like throughout my 20s i went for hackathons wow. right mm -hmm. i used to go for hackathons every weekend and mm -hmm. and i think i won two of them mm -hmm. so three oh wow and yeah and you know, being the only black person in your room as well, and um, and being able to, I think we it was a 4G EE hackathon, you know, and it was, you know, you learn new things, you create new new relationships with different people that almost all some people have created uh, good friendships. Yes. Um, the the fourth thing is, um, oh, you put in the spot, novelty, yeah, yeah, uh, coming up with new ideas. Um, on, on how on new solutions and how you look at things, but at, and rounding all of that, you need to be super authentic. You need to be super mm. um, like you need to be yourself, and um, and then that's how you find yourself. And it's an element of serendipity as well. You know, mm. finding um, you you never know what you might stumble upon. You might you never know who you might meet, and yeah. and that might lead you to you know. Um, that kind of um, your, your ikigai, finding your ikigai. <laughs> yeah, so good. I think um, when you talk about novelty and authenticity, yeah. sometimes as women or people, we think we need to come with a certain type of self. You know, mm -hmm. we've been doing interviews this week and every time I start the interview, I'm like, I don't want to know your interview self. Yeah. I want to know your full authentic self. And actually we can see through, you know, a, a lack of authenticity. Yeah. Things and you can see through it so i just want to encourage everybody listening you know make sure that you are authentically being you and if people can't accept that then they might not be the right audience they might not be the right um stakeholders for you and your business yeah. um so yeah thank you so much amen for that can you just plug your socials and anything that that you're currently working on um so you can find us on twitter on hive space uh hive hive underscore live Mm -hmm. um uh on instagram hive space but you can also find us on linkedin on hive space the brand advocacy platform 
Um, yeah, so find me there. Plus what we're working on, we're doing a lot of research, really meaningful research in terms of trying to understand the psychology of advocates. So if there are people out there who consider themselves advocate, advocates, we're doing research and trying to deep to understand the kind of drivers. I'm doing a lot of uh, workshops around brand advocacy. So uh, trying to help people understand how to create advocates for their business. Awesome. So I've done two or three in the past um, two months. So, um, and I, the excitement that you see people's like, wow, I can't believe that um, we've not been doing this, but it's so obvious, you know. <laughs> Thank you so much, Aman. Um, Lauli, what's the work, work for this week? We're going to plug you to the Grit book, which we've both actually read, haven't we, Oyen? Yeah. So, I recommend that you go and buy that book and read it. And when you're reading it, hashtag Woke Up Pod and let us know how you're finding it. All right, everybody, speak to you guys soon in the next episode. Be sure to um, subscribe and put this on your playlist as well so that you can get updates on the next episode. Thank you so much, Aman, for your time. We really appreciate you. And I'll speak to you guys soon. Bye.